0: Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right. But you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio.
1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Go Rangers Radio, right here on the Go Hockey Media Radio Network. This Wednesday, November twentieth, live from New York, baby. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cufferson. And everybody, please say hello to my buddy and yours, Mr. Kevin Delory. KD, how you doing, pal?
2: What's up, buddy? How we doing? Big win.
1: We just beat the best team in the league, baby. Life is good. We're going to the cup. We're oh, going to yeah. the cup. <laughs> the rebuild is in full effect, baby. <laughs>
2: It's over. We're, we're now, we're, we're now we're cup contenders. That was quick. Uh, the, getting, the Gettinger effect, baby. It's all there. <laughs>
1: Tommy's in. Anderson is out. That was the missing <laughs> leak, baby.
2: I knew he'd be a difference maker. I knew it.
1: <laughs> nice job by the boys after two horrible nights in Florida. They come back and they beat the Caps. Oh, baby, I love it, man. How you doing, buddy? You got to be feeling all right after that one tonight.
2: Yeah, it's good. I mean, and it was, it was really needed because, like you said, that, that trip down to Florida was a disaster. I mean, the game in Tampa, to be honest, I didn't even watch it. I DVR'd it, and uh, I saw the score pop up. I was like, I'm not even going to bother watching it. I'm just not going to ruin my night. So I didn't even end up watching it. The Florida game, undisciplined penalties. PK is terrible. Um, and then on top of that you're dealing with the Zabinejad injury that's been sort of prolonged here. Anderson gets sent down to Hartford. So sort of a little a lot of negativity surrounding the team, you know, for the last couple of days, you know, week or so. So this was nice. Nice to get some sort of positivity around the team. You take out the best the best team in the NHL and, and suddenly things start looking good again.
1: Yeah, baby man. Nine eight two. We got a winning record again, baby. It's all good. we got to catch up to those Icelanders, maybe. We're coming. We're coming for them.
2: <laughs> I don't even want to talk about them right now.
1: We're not going to talk about them. But we are going to talk about catching good. them, baby. We don't have to see those, <laughs> those mugs until January. Unbelievable. So, hey, buddy, look, all around good effort tonight, man. Nice to see you. Uh, man, Panarin's just uh, just earning his pay paycheck every game, man. Good stuff. Two knocks in by him. Boot gets on the board as well. Howden, baby, your boy Howden, man, knocking the puck in, man. So, uh, good stuff. And, buddy, you get a Lemieux fight, Lemieux Fight Club, baby. Sponsored by Weebly Blue NYC. You gotta <laughs> love that, man. So, uh, we got a little bit of everything. Got lucky. Uh, our boy Milbury there on NBC Sports did point out that uh, the Caps did hit a few posts, but hey, it's it's about time we got some breaks after the disaster down in Florida. And uh, Hanks there, steady, and and the guys look good, man. I mean, overall. Uh, that's what we talk about on this show. You lose a couple, you come back and you win a couple. We'll be all right if this is the way it goes. You like to see the coaches make some adjustments, the players make some adjustments. Again, they uh, they definitely crawled back here to New York after a, just a horrible uh, couple of nights there. And and uh, it's nice to see them come back and win at home. Our house, two points, baby.
2: Yeah, you got to be happy with, uh, with the effort tonight. Like I said, the Florida trip was was so bad. You needed some positivity. You had Kako, that that assist on the first Panarin goal. I think the puck was on his stick for like a fraction of the second, right across the ice. Beautiful goal by Panarin, who you said, you know, is earning his, his dollars here. He really is. Every game you get more and more of appreciation of that guy's skill level. Um, so, you know, real nice. You know, they weren't too undisciplined tonight, which has been a real problem. It actually led to Haley being release. So in one sense, I guess being undisciplined actually worked out for the team, you know, not having Haley around anymore. But uh, so that was good to see. Uh, you know, they did give up another uh, goal on the uh, PK. So that's that's something they really got to start cleaning up. But, you know, I don't want to dwell on too many bad things here because, you know, when you beat the Capitals, it's a good night.
1: All right, man. Good night, everybody. That's it. KD just said it. We don't have to look into anything else. <laughs> Oh, man, the PK was struggling there, man, uh, a little bit. Obviously, hey, look, they, uh, you know, look, this is, you know, we're strapped in here. I'm going to tell you, uh, as far as I'm concerned, with uh, the way we got our butts kicked, especially against Tampa, um, and just the way this season is going, Kevin, uh, my my new attitude is, uh, you know, I'm going to try and drink your Kool-Aid or, you know, your White Claw, whatever it is, and just kind (laughs) of, Buckle in here and commit to this, 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 this team and this season and whatever comes our way. And, again, I don't mind those, those losses. You burn the tapes. You burn the Tampa tapes. It's over. You move forward. And you, you come back and just see the progression and see the moves and see the changes. And, like I said, uh, Quinn makes the change. He makes the lineup change. Uh, hopefully that works out for Anderson. And we'll just see what happens. And, again, we're still waiting on Mika coming back. Who knows what's going to happen there. That's a positive thing when he does come back. Good problem to have. And, um, you know, like I said, as long as they stay in the mix here, KD, I'm okay for this ride. Uh, So I'm in, buddy. I'm I'm in the back seat behind you. I know you're riding shotgun here. You're taking us down the highway here with this rebuild. And I just want you to know I'm in the back. I got the snacks and the water. And I'll work the GPS uh, wherever we need to make lefts and rights. I'll be right there behind you to, to, to help along the way, buddy.
2: And you should be because things are going, you know, as planned. I mean, sure, there's going to be up and downs all year. You have a young team, the youngest team in the NHL, and you're going to go through ups and downs throughout the season. You're going to have terrible losses. You're going to have great wins like tonight. So, but if you look at, you know, really the long-term plan or, you know, what's been happening, you know, from sort of the long view, not like the nightly view of it. You know, you look at what's happening and Hedolin and uh, Lingering were, were brought back up, which is what everybody wanted. Stahl was a healthy scratch, which is what everybody wanted. I mean, he's injured now, but he was still coming out of the lineup. Um, Haley has now been released and nobody wanted him on the team. Um, so, you know, these these things are happening. Everybody was Going crazy for the stuff to happen the first you know week of the season month of the season it takes it takes a while you know for these rebuilds to happen and for these changes to take place and look, not everything is going to go perfect there's going to be ups and downs not only on the ice but just the rebuild in general. Krasov went to russia that 's not something we were all sort of anticipating. Anderson is back down in Harford again, not something we were hoping was going to happen but you know, not everybody is going to progress the way Kako is, and the way Fox is, and the way Lingren is. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs, like I said, on the ice as well as off the ice. But I think, by and large, you know, it's, it's mostly, you know, positive with what's going on with the Rangers. Sure, you know, a guy like Howden, who you brought up before, and I know a lot of fans get on him because, you know, he's, you know, taking, you know, Anderson's spot in the lineup. But you know what? He's still a young guy who's getting like 15 minutes a night. And I love that. You know, I'd be a lot more angry if Anderson was losing, you know, those minutes to say, you know, McKeg was the third line center or, you know, Smith was taking his ice time. But it's another young guy that you're hoping is going to make it. He had a nice goal tonight. Actually, I, th- I thought tonight was one of his best games he's had in probably like a month. So I thought he was fantastic tonight. The third line with Lemieux, who you, who you brought up. Love seeing him punching Wilson in the face. That guy's such a piece of garbage, <laughs> you know, getting, you know, Hayek in, in the back. And you got to love the guys complaining to the ref afterward. You know, they're literally a textbook, you know, hit from behind, like right in the numbers. Just absolutely ridiculous. But, uh, you know, again, the rebuild is, is looking good. It's, it's heading in the right direction. And the last thing that this rebuild needs right now is babcock oh you didn't say it you just said it didn't you (laughs) i did because i see ranger fans talking about it on twitter we got to bring in babcock and get rid of quinn it's like are you kidding me it's like quinn isn't is barely like you know into his second year as the coach on this team as part of the rebuild and you want to get rid of him just because babcock is available i mean why don't you talk, talk to Maple Leafs fans about how much they enjoyed Babcock as the coach? Oh, he didn't win a single playoff series as, as a coach with that talent on his team? And you want to bring him in now? You've got to be kidding me. I mean, Babcock, maybe if this team was, you know, ready to, to make that leap where they, they are going to be a cup contender and you don't think that Quinn can do it at that point, sort of like with the Yankees when Stottlemyer. Um, not Sodom, who was the coach of the uh, the Yankees before uh, Tory took over? Uh, oh, my God. Um, this he was the coach of the Orioles. Come on.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, Buck.
2: Well, Buck Shawalter. Thank you. Shawalter. So I didn't think Shawalter, you know, could get them to a World Series championship. They brought in Tory And, you know, if if that was the scenario, I could see bringing in Babcock, where you're like, well, we brought in Quinn, and he developed his team, and, you know, thank you for your service, and, and have a good day. We're going to bring a guy who has Stanley Cup-winning pedigree. Um, I'm down for that. But to bring him back now, that's that's ridiculous. Asinine. I don't know why anybody would think that that's something that J.D. or Gordon would do right now. <laughs> you know, So I just wanted – because I saw that tonight. I wanted to bring it up. Uh, I don't know if you th- see it any differently, Paulie, but
1: – No, it's – It's it's a laugh. Uh, If everybody wants a laugh, anybody who's listening, Katie, you got to check it out tonight after the show. Uh, Remember Mike Commodore, uh, played for the Canes and stuff like that. Well, follow his Twitter account, man. I guess something went wrong there with him and Babcock, wherever he played. Maybe on the Red Wings there for a little bit. Uh, His Twitter account (laughs) is at Comi, C O M M I E or Comey, however you want to say twenty two at Comey twenty two, man. I can't repeat some of the things that he said about <laughs> Coach Babcock, man. Uh, real quick on that. Uh, it's tough. Uh, you know, fifty. Uh, you know, it's a billion-dollar franchise, $50 million coach, multi-million-dollar players. Uh, I have no problem saying right now on our show, that is just a shit show up there. I mean, you look at us down here uh, with the Rangers, the youngest team in the NHL, uh, hanging in there, second-year coach. We did beat the best team in the league tonight. Uh, you know, Stanley Cup champion removed there two years ago. Uh, we're following our team up and down, and, and we kind of know what's going on. But up there, man, there's a ton of money on that ice up there, and they're young guys too. Uh, but to to not have – to have a guy like Babcock, his pedigree, and to see it just kind of falling apart there is just – it's unbelievable, man. You know, you sit back and you look at the league, look at the league and, and you have to kind of turn here, and, and we'll give them a little bit of respect. And one thing I can't get – on our local rivals there, the New York Islanders, is because of the guy who's coaching that team. I- I've always been a huge fan of Barry Trotz. I uh, respect him. Uh, he's just love what he did down in Nashville, uh, taking a, you know, uh, an expansion team, uh, putting them on the map, and then obviously going to Washington and, and winning a championship. And, you know, the Islanders are not, you know, they don't have a lineup there of like, uh, you know, Connor McDavid's and stuff like that. They've got a just good lunch pail, hardworking young team there as well, too. <laughs> And they're doing it, man, and it's just fundamental, smart, defensive hockey. Uh, they've got some good goaltending there, and they're doing all right. And you look at what's going on up in Toronto there, and it, that's a, you know, a star studded show. Toronto's the mecca of uh, the hockey world, everything else. And it's just it's a nightmare up there. Um, I think they did the right thing. You, you got to do it. I think in, in terms of, like, you know, everybody here talking about it, we talked about it a little bit too with, with Quinn and and possibly him getting fired if things went really bad. Um, but I, I think, you know, in Quinn's situation, it's totally different, and I, I have to believe at this point right now, and we just, like I said, well, what I was talking about earlier, you got to hang in there. This is just the way the Rangers are going to be. Let's just look at it this way. Let's say they're not going to make the playoffs, but they, they're just going to hang in there. Everybody who loves this team, loves this franchise, the Rangers, like we do, this is, this is what's going on here. Let the Islanders, let every other team, and we talked about it too, we don't want to talk about really too many of the other teams in the league. Let everybody else do what they got to do. But last thing I just want to say on that, it's just, to me, when you have a, a, a superstar-type franchise like that and it just falls apart with the talent from Matthews uh, to Tavares and, and the rest of the crew there, um, that's that's some bad stuff going on there. And you know it's even worse, KD, up there because it's Toronto, you know, the way it is in, like, in Montreal, too. So, uh, look, forget about Babcock, man. I think he's got to take a break for a while. Count his money. He got $50 million. So he can go retire up in, in Canada where he lives with his wife and just chill He's proved everything. He's won everything. So it's all good. But it ain't happening. He's not coming here. Maybe the only guy we talk about here, maybe a little bit more too, Kevin, is, uh, is, is Lindy Ruff and, and the defensive struggles. And, and, and maybe just look at that 9-3 that blowout uh, just a little bit in terms of seeing how they're going to uh, get better from that. that. That's our issues. But we don't need Babcock. We got a good guy with Quinn. I think he's doing all right. And like I said, they stay in it here, win two, lose two. I'm totally cool with that formula.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I've been on the uh, Quinn bandwagon since we've, uh, you know, started this podcast, even before that, but, you know, since we've been doing that, I, I've talked You him used to go and, drinking and, with him. <laughs> that's right, he's my boy. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I've defended him, and, I, you know, to, to and maybe he's not the right guy for the job, ultimately, but it's too early right now to make that decision. I mean, you know, we're literally, you know, a couple of months into the actual, you know, development phase of these youngsters. You know, last year was sort of, you know, finishing the sort of teardown portion of it and, and getting picks and prospects. And, and this year is, is the development part. And you have to give them at least into next season to see, you know, are these guys progressing? And, and for the most part, like I mentioned before, they are. So I think he is doing a great job. Um, could he be doing better in certain things? Sure. You know, and and I've said it a number of times on this on this show and on social media is, you know, his dealings with with Leis Anderson. I think he hasn't done the right thing by Anderson. I don't think he's put him in a position to succeed. Um, So, you know, it's not all positive with Quinn. I mean, there are problems, but look, nobody's perfect. You know, organizations are going to are going to make mistakes with prospects. You know, some prospects just aren't going to live up to the hype. So, you know, Anderson has now been sent down to Hartford and, and given a, you know, a chance to sort of take a deep breath, you know, figure out, you know, what he needs to do. And look, he scored today, you know, yep. the Wolfpack had an afternoon game today. So that's uh, very encouraging, um, you know, it, it looked like he had sort of a, a rebound goal, you know, fought to get in there. And, and, and that's what I think the team, you know, needs to see is, is him working hard. And when you work hard, good things will happen. And, uh, you know, he'll be back up here the same way Hedo was back up. And, it, you know, hopefully, you know, the same thing happens with him that did happen with Hedo Hito, because Hedo is like a, a completely different player since he's been up. The guy is just dominating games. His his feed to Buchnevich tonight was sick. I mean, that was unbelievable. So, you know, it, it, I, and look, Hedo and Anderson are two completely different players. But, you know, if Anderson can come back up here with, you know, a little confidence in his game and, and, and score some goals – up here in the NHL. Hopefully, he'll get to play with some better line mates by the time he gets back up. You know, you're looking for this team to be even that much better, um, you know, going into next season and beyond.
1: Yeah, 100%, man. And, and that's what ha- about having a farm team is all about. It gives you an opportunity, uh, you know, to to fix your game. Um, and, you know, this, you know, Anderson getting a puck in the net today is fantastic. You know, Heedle took advantage of that. It's all up to the individual, it's all up to the, uh, the player. All the opportunities you get. Uh, you know, when you start out as a peewee and you get into, you know, just, just growing up and college hockey and, and uh, juniors and everything else, you take advantage of your opportunities. It's up and down. These guys have all been through it. They've had to be part of, you know, cuts when they were kids, uh, bantam, all that crap and everything else. And then, like I said, you know, uh, you get up to the big leagues and you're struggling. It's tough because, especially with a guy like Quinn and, and, and most coaching, it's because uh, we talked about it earlier in the, in the season, too. We joked about it. That some of these guys just can't get any ice time. Uh, so they don't get an opportunity to, uh, you know, get out there and and, and try and uh, you know, um, you know, enhance their craft there. So uh, Anderson hopefully takes this opportunity like Heedle did and go down there and, and and get some ice time, get to play, get into a rhythm, and get some confidence more than anything. And, yeah,
2: and, and I'm sorry to cut you off, and and you know, I, I criticize Quinn with Anderson. It's not like Anderson was lighting it up here right, either. You know, it's not like he was like. Yeah. Really out there kicking ass, and 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 you're like Quinn. Why is he do it? I mean, he didn't score a single goal, and we complain about the line mates you put him out with, with McKeg and and Smith and Haley. Guess what? All of them had goals. You know, man, Anderson was almost like the weak link out there. Those guys scored. You know, Anderson was not putting himself in position to score. So it's not just all on Quinn. I mean, I, I think Anderson could have been a lot better. You know, and 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 look, maybe he doesn't live up to it, and that. And that's why you build up a system where you get as many picks as possible. You bring in as many prospects as possible because not all of them are going to pan out. You know, you just hope you have enough um, that do uh, to offset the ones that don't. So, you know, right now it looks that way for the Rangers. I think they have a lot more of these guys that are going to work out than don't. You know, you hope Anderson can figure it out down there because I think he could be a a big part of this team. And, you know, on the fourth line, third line, that sort of bottom six. Um, which, which every team needs. I mean, you need those glue guys. Look, you, you expected more out of the seventh overall pick than to be sort of a glue guy, you know, bottom six. But, look, those guys are real important to, to championship-type teams. And, you know, I could see Anderson being, you know, that, that type of guy down there at the bottom of the lineup you put out in, in defensive situations who could score a big goal, you know, at a timely uh, spot in the playoffs. So, you know, there's still plenty of, of time for him to get back up here and make a difference.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you 100% and like I said, uh the Wolf Pack is in great hands uh, in Hartford and maybe we'll go catch a game, buddy, you know. Uh if the Rangers going to another losing streak, we'll we'll go up there and hang out with the guys in Hartford and see what's going on. Uh they got 11 wins on the sheet, so uh it's it's good stuff, man. So uh, uh good luck to him down there and, and and the rest of the crew and and it's great that uh, Quinn and the coaching staff and JD and Gordon have that opportunity to kind of pull these guys in and out. And I think if you're on the Rangers right now, as much as you want to be on that top team and play, get as much ice time as you can, it's nice to be able to to know that you can fall back. Uh, Hopefully our top guys aren't going to struggle and and Quinn won't get into any kind of situation. But some of these younger guys that are just kind of Finding their way here in the big leagues, uh, it's nice to know you got a great organization uh, in Hartford to, uh, to get down there and, and, and get your chops and, and all that other stuff. Good stuff there. So, look, uh, speaking of you know, the, these moves here in tough, let's, um, let's talk a little bit about Mika, man. Uh, what are we going, 10, 11 games now? Uh, looks like he was doing some skating there with the, uh, the non-contact jersey. Uh, you know, I guess you got to be impressed with uh, – I thought you, you – you had a great analogy there last week, KD, after they got thrashed by the uh, the Lightning. And you talked about, you know, Kako was out with the flu. Our number one center's out. Uh, the, the team is young. Um, you know, defense has had to work real hard, obviously, lately just uh, figuring out, things out. They've been giving up a lot of shots leading up to that game. Um, so I think this is uh, something for all of us to look back to and to see how well the team actually has been doing uh, in between the back and forth here uh, without Mika. And uh, it would be something to see uh, when he does come back uh, how this team responds to that.
2: Yeah, I think sometimes you forget, and I do too, that that Mika is gone. You know, you're sort of looking at the team, and you're sort of analyzing how they're playing. You know, oh, they're terrible in, in in Tampa, or they had a tough game in Florida, or they, you know, had a great game tonight. And and you're not saying, well, they did it without Miko, or they, you know, they won without him, they lost without him. And and he's a huge part. I mean, he's besides Panarin, probably their top forward. You know, on the team, and and they're going on like a month without him, and you know, they're still getting wins against the top team in the league like Washington without him. And, uh, you know, that says a lot about the talent, you know, on this team where, you know, guys like Kako and Strom and, uh, you know, Hedo, these guys all step up, you know, with, with Zbigniew out of the lineup. So, you know, I I am concerned that he is still out of the lineup. and The team has really never said what his injury, you know, is. I mean, whether, you know, I, I think that at some point they said it wasn't a concussion, but you know, you, you what what else is it? You know, he came back for a little while and had a, you know, quote-unquote setback, you know, and he really, you know, he's only been in a non-contact jersey, so, you know, I'm not sure what the setback was, and, you know, we talked about this last time. I don't really want to speculate on what the injury is. You know, it's not fair to him, but um, you know, you saw him out there today again, which is encouraging. You know, the organization said he wasn't going to play this weekend, so he's got to probably another week or so before maybe he's back in, in the lineup, but you know, once he's back in again, that's when, you know, you can lose some of these guys uh, on the back end. You know, maybe a Smith isn't in the lineup or McKaig. And, you know, you assume it's it's, you know, uh, Gettinger is probably going to be out. But, um, you know, maybe if he's impressing, you can knock one of these other guys off that everybody's hoping, it, you know, isn't going to be playing anymore. So um, you do miss Mika. I am impressed that this team is still able to battle, you know, and get a huge win, you know, like tonight without him. Um, but they are going to, if they're going to want to make any type of noise this season, which I'm not in, expecting, but if they do, you know, they're going to need him back soon. So, you know, I, I, and I think they've been, you know, being, I think they're being overly careful with him as well, knowing that this really isn't a year that, you know, they're going to be making any type of run for a cup. So, you know, you might as well not rush him back. Um, you know, when he's feeling a hundred percent, get him back in the lineup and go from there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, a guy who's making it a lot easier, uh, you know, in addition to Panarin just kind of being steady for us every game. But Kako's really found his game a little bit here. Uh, If not, you know, putting the puck in the net himself, but also, uh, you know, with the helpers as well, too. And then the power play looks really, really good with him on it right now. Uh, So that's moving really good. You got to love the way Foxy's playing. Uh, Maybe, you know, just on on both sides of it, but definitely on the offensive side of it, well, man, he's such a... He's such a smart kid out there, and it looks, you know, just the future of him and him continuing. The more, uh, the more time he gets, the more experience he gets, the more games he gets, uh, I think Foxy's just going to be a huge part of this franchise going forward. Your boy McStrom, man, he's just, uh, you know, he's just steady as, as she goes as well. Uh, you know, it's nice to see Kreider and, and Buchnevitz get back on the board as well, too. But, you know, uh, talk about Kako a little bit and, and, and Foxy, too, in terms of just, uh, you know, these guys stepping up here a little bit. Not so much when it's been bad, but when it's been good, these are the guys that are shining.
2: I think with Kako, more than anything, it's just confidence. You know, 18-year-old kid, you know, maybe he thought, it, you know, after coming off the world championships where he just lit it up, you know, maybe he thought it was going to be a little bit easy, easier than it was um, during the beginning of the season. You know, he was having a tough time scoring, you know, a tough time making plays, and you know, putting a lot of pressure on himself. And, you know, we've talked about it a couple of times. Once they moved him down to that third line, I think he, I think a lot of that pressure on himself went away. And uh, you just see the confidence in his play. I mentioned it before, the assist on the Panarin um, goal, on the first goal, that cross-ice pass was a thing of beauty. Yep. Again, on his, on his tape and off his tape in a fraction of a second, just wide open, perfect look. And then on the second goal, he made that power move to the goal, um, <clears throat> brought all that attention, puck popped out to a wide-open Panarin for the goal again. So it, for me, you know, Kako, it's just it's confidence to be able to make that move, um, to make that pass where I think earlier in the year he was pressing, um, he was thinking about it too much. You know, I, again, I mentioned last week about it. Quinn was saying maybe he was in his ear too much. He wasn't just letting him play, and I think now he's just playing. I think he's letting his skill take over, and and that's why you're seeing you know a lot more you know goals on the board. Now you're seeing his playmaking take over here with a couple of helpers tonight. So I think uh, you're going to see a completely different player, the player we all expected from day one. You know, with Kako, uh going forward here, as far as Fox goes, yeah, he's just a smart, smart, smart guy. Uh, at such a young age, you know, he's so calm with the puck in his own end. You know, very rarely is he making a turnover. Um In his own zone, he has a nice pass out of the zone. He knows what to do when there's pressure on him you know he, there's no panic in him he's a cool customer out there. you know I hate to sort of rip on stall a little bit here, but you know he's a guy who turns the puck over a lot any type of pressure he just sort of throws it up the middle, you know turns Wait, who, it over who, at, who, <clears throat> who exactly who you, exactly who did, what you know that <laughs> And you saw that, you know, unfortunately that was a problem with a lot of range of defensemen, I think, over the years recently. You know, Girardi. You know, these guys really were great in their own end where they're, you know, trying to uh, block shots and those kind of things. But as far as moving the puck out of the zone, they they always seemed to struggle where they were turning it over at center ice. So, um, you know, it's, it's nice to see a young guy like that who, who's good with the puck, who could start that transition game up the ice and you know, with this kind of skill at forward, um, it's it's going to lead to a lot of a lot of pretty goals this year and beyond.
1: Absolutely, I'm looking forward to all of them, baby.
2: And uh, any take on your boy McKeg? Yeah, you know what? I I <laughs> thought he was, you know, and, and to be honest, I I thought he was real noticeable tonight. And, yeah, you know, man. That, that makes me think, you know, it was a little bit of Anderson, you know, not playing up to up to par there. Cause I, I, I did notice McKeg a lot out there. I thought he was working hard. Uh, you know, he had the puck a lot. So, uh, you know, he didn't get a lot of time, which I don't expect, you know, on the fourth line with Quinn, but um, you know, I, I liked his game tonight. I thought he played, I thought the whole fourth line, you know, I'll, I'll criticize Smith. He took a bad penalty in, in the third period, but you know, I liked the fourth line. tonight. I thought they were pretty good. Yeah, man. Steady as she goes.
1: And, again, they get to just, you know, keep ripping it up. We, we talked about this, too, in the past is, is these guys, you know, obviously, uh, again, from the bad losses and then you kind of pick yourself up, and that's all we can ask for is just uh, these guys to just kind of get in there and fight and go for it and stay in the mix and, and take advantage of their ice time with the changes and the ups and downs that this team is going to go through. And, uh, and hopefully, again, if these guys can continue to stay healthy We'll see what happens when, uh, whenever Mika gets back. But then again, that's a good problem to have, another theme of our show, KD, this year. Um, but, you know, if these guys can kind of stay in the mix here, uh, you know, coming up, we got a couple of back-to-back games here with Ottawa and Montreal this weekend. Uh, obviously, I'm getting a little bored of seeing the same freaking teams every week. But I'll uh, be looking forward to, to see how they do against Montreal. And then coming up, you know, uh, Zook's coming in with the Wild play the Canes again, and then the Bruins and the Devs uh, are going to round out the end of the month. So it'll be interesting to see how these guys kind of um, adjust uh, and, and, and take things moving forward. And, and, you know, I was tweeting out the other night, even after the, the Tampa game before they played Florida, I said, you know, which squad are we going to get? Uh, it got a little bit better against Florida. Obviously they came up short there. But uh, the one thing I want to touch into is, is mean what we'll do is we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back is the goaltending side of things. Uh, Hank did an interview, uh, ha, you know, had some things to say this week before going into this game. Well, maybe we'll touch on that and, and just seeing, uh, you know, Georgia have, uh, looking human uh, last week as well too. But all in all, KD, you know, we, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're two for two so far with these postgame uh, shows. And uh, it's, it's, it's good to come in here on, on, on a high note and to basically collectively see the team Play pretty damn well tonight against uh, you know a hot t- uh, a team you know a great team like the Caps.
2: Yeah, I was nervous. I was nervous for this uh, this post game interview. If you <laughs> saw, I tweeted out. I said we may not have the post game tonight <laughs> depending on uh, what happens, or, it, or at least it'll be a you know a, a you know watch show uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know tonight. So I thought I thought it may get a little ugly in here if, if uh, the Caps took them down uh, you know hard the way it looked in. Uh, in Tampa, but you know, you give the team credit. You know, you give Quinn quet credit. I think that's been the sort of mo of his team so far. They they work hard, they play hard. Um, you know, throughout the season last year, that was the one thing, despite everything going on around them. You know, the trades of guys like Zuccarello um, and 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 some some uh, a lot of losses last year. You know, it seemed as though they played hard, um, and and at the end of the year, you you felt as though he was the right guy. Uh, because they can, they didn't, yeah, you know, they, they sort of stayed with them, you know, they didn't tune him out, you know, they played hard for him. So, you know, you know, I like that uh, sort of leadership from him. Um, I'm excited about this team going forward, as I've said, like a million times on, on this show. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. Buddy, I'm looking forward to
1: taking the ride with you, pal. It's all good <laughs> stuff, man. And we'll, and we'll be here too during the bad times. We're uh. We're in this for the long haul. It's going to be good stuff. All right. Once again, everybody, you all listen to Go Rangers Radio right here on the Go Hockey Media Radio Network. We're live on Spreaker, and you can find us everywhere on iTunes and Spotify and everything else. We want to thank all the fans, all over, who've been tuning in and supporting us uh, on Twitter and everywhere else. We really appreciate it. We're going to take a quick uh, little break here. What the whistle? And we'll be right back here on Go Rangers Radio. Thanks so much for listening.
0: If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king follow the bread man and know how to spell capo caco then tune in to Go Rangers Radio join your hosts Kevin DeLury and Paul Cuthbert every week for their take on the New York Rangers live and archive shows are available at GoRangersRadio.com if you're social follow at GoRangersRadio on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the tap Got any questions for Paulie and Kevin? Tag us at Go Rangers Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And now, slower than a Ron Duguay four check, faster than a John Agrodnik line change, and unable to guarantee anything like Marc Messier. Here's DeLury and Cuthbert.
1: Yeah, welcome back, everybody. Go Rangers Radio post game show. KD and Paulie live from New York, baby, as we always are. It's all good stuff. Rangers beat the Caps. 9-8-2 going forward. Before the guys head up north to the Great White North. Keep getting those points, baby. It's all good. But welcome back. We've been uh, recapping the game here a little bit and just going back and forth and talking about uh, how the team's making some adjustments and Coach Q and everything else. And uh, I don't know if uh, if Lindy Ruff's making any adjustments there, KD. Uh, let's touch on the penalty kill here a little bit. Uh, struggling. Uh, didn't look good there tonight, obviously, on, on the one goal. But uh, I don't know. Um, do you see... Anything that's standing out outside of it just being, just struggling or, uh, you know, uh, Brady Skae there on that shot just kind of holding back too close to to Hank and, uh, you know, what are you going to do on that goal? The guy put it the only place he could put it. There was only that much space left, but uh, just, to, just to, I don't want to dwell on it too much. They're learning here, but uh, do you see, is Quinn just rolling out a, a bunch of different guys until he finds, I mean, we're, we're starting to get the power play going. He's got that unit kind of rolling a little bit, but uh do you, do you pin this on Lindy here a little bit uh as far as defense and the penalty kill what's what's your take here
2: yeah I mean I don't know how much you could blame it on the coach I mean, I always think that with the penalty kill, which has been terrible. I think they're like twenty seventh in the league now, which is just god awful and it it really hurt them down in in Florida you know during that road trip. It was really bad I mean they only gave up one tonight, but again it's still they really need to start cutting down on this. I think it's just You know, a lot of running around, not enough pressure, I think, on the puck. Sometimes you're just allowing, you know, the other team to sort of pass it around at will. You know, you don't want to be too aggressive where you get caught out of position. But, you know, you still want to put some pressure on on the puck and and have them move it quickly, make quick choices and then make mistakes. And, And I don't think you're doing that. And I think that's a big problem with the defense in general is there's not enough pressure you know, on the puck as as either the puck is entering the zone, and, and the Rangers are known to back off a bit, and even when they come in the zone, there's not just there's just not enough pressure. You're allowing teams to sort of do what they want when they come in or on the power play, um, and just offensively in general. So, you know, I, I'd like to see a little bit more pressure, um, you know, put on put on the on the uh, on the offense or on the power play. Um, I don't think there's enough being done by our penalty kill. So I guess I guess that is more of a philosophy thing. So maybe you know, trust me, I've been calling for roughs heads all year, so um but
1: <laughs> So's the whole I, rest of the fan base. <laughs>
2: that's right. Yeah, I think they just they're a little too passive, you know, on the PK and, and like I said, and, and on defense in general. So, you know, I'd like to see a little bit more aggressiveness um on the PK and and I, I think that that's what's lacking. You know, not necessarily um, you know who's on there but you know just just these guys need to be a little bit more aggressive maybe rough is telling them to and they just and they're not but you know I, I just think their philosophy is, the, is to hang back a bit um, and, and not put too much pressure on, on the man with the puck so you know I, I'd like to see a little bit more aggressiveness out there.
1: All right well you know what we got 17-19 uh, games in we'll, we'll call it a work in progress there K-Day the, the, the penalty kill and and I guess this defensive squad, too, will continue Man, to call you're it. nice.
2: You are nice. <laughs> I call it incompetence by Lindy Ruff. How about that? <laughs> is, is Babcock a good defensive coach? <laughs> That's right. See, I'll bring him in for that. There you then go. Then you have him on the bench, and when Quinn, you know, can't win you a playoff series, you should get rid of them. Yeah, no. And go, you bring it move Babcock over.
1: Go go read my Commodore's tweets first before you <laughs> consider uh, Babcock anywhere near our franchise. Um, so with that said, let's uh let's uh you know keep going backwards here into the net. Uh obviously Hank and and Georgie have uh, last week obviously against Tampa. You know, Georgiev, uh, first time, just really looking human and, and just wasn't there, man. I, I was I, I just didn't think the goals were ever going to stop even when Hank came in and the Georgiev went back in. Tough thing, but I don't think we can really get on Georgiev at all. Uh, he's been just stellar. You know, he's a young kid, too, uh, along with this club. He's played fantastic. Uh, there's a couple of games uh, they've stole for us, and there's just been a couple of games when they've been beaten at the team out in front of them, just hasn't played well enough to um, to support them. Uh, we've also talked at the beginning of the year, I brought this up, uh, guys like Panarin and Truba with the big contracts, and obviously Hank as far as these guys, the experienced guys, in terms of um, how their attitude was going to be through the hard times, through uh, when, when times were tough. Uh, those last two games, that game against Tampa, yes, we keep bringing it up, but it was. It was an awful game, seeing how these guys respond. Hank had, uh, you know, uh, had you know, a couple of interviews there. He was talking about he needs to do better. Uh, so let let me get your take here on, on, on where Hank is. And, I mean, you know, uh, it's it's the king. What are you going to do? But uh, there's been some struggle in there. He showed a little bit of tiredness. I brought that up there uh, I think that first time they were playing uh, the Cats in the um, in the shootout and stuff. But, again, they're seeing a lot of rubber. But um, uh, it's good to, to see Hank come out and kind of take, uh, you know, he's, he's not throwing any blame around or anything like that. He's, he's looking at himself, as he always does for the most part. And um, you know, he's he looks like he's like me and you, K D. He's he's buying into this thing and he's gonna <laughs> strap in and be better and uh he's in for the long haul too. Your your thoughts on Hank and Georgiev. Georgie Boy, baby.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't worry about Georgiev. I mean, look, he's a young he's a young goalie. There's gonna be nights like that, um, where he's not the defense is terrible, he's terrible, and like you said earlier, you sort of just you know, throw out the game tape and, and you move on. Uh, I'm more curious to see how he sort of rebounds from it and, and responds to it, that sort of adversity. And, and uh, you know, that'll be really his first test this year to see how he bounces back from a, a truly poor performance. So, you know, when he gets back in there, I'll, I'll be curious to see how he responds. And, and that'll say a lot about sort of his, you know, mental makeup and his um, uh, mindset there. and And to see, look we've talked about it on the show the, the Rangers going to have to make a decision on, on this sort of three-headed goaltending monster when you edge just jerk you know, to the mix here. So, you know, if Georgiev, you, you see him, uh, you know, put his head down a little bit here, lose some confidence and, and start and has a couple of performances like this in a row, you, you get a little worried about him. You know, as far as Lundqvist goes, Lundqvist is Lundqvist and, you know, he had a nice bounce back performance tonight, which was good. Yeah, I, I agree with him. His analysis of himself, he, He needed to be better tonight. He was. Um, And and I do think that the Rangers at some point need to make, you know, a decision on him as well. Do they think going forward it's better to go forward with the two youngsters, sit down Lunkwist? And I know he made the decision to sort of stick it out through this rebuild. But when this team is going to be ready to contend, you know, his contract is going to be over. He's not going to be here. So, you know, the team is going to have to make a tough choice. And if they do decide the two youngsters are the way we want to go, you know they're gonna have to sit down, Lundqvist, and say, "Look, you got a year left on your contract, and we know you have a no movement clause. You know we have some teams that are are Stanley Cup contenders this year who are inquiring about you. You know what do you think? This may be your, you know, your last chance or one of your last chances to win a cup because it's probably not going to happen here. And that's a tough decision, and that's not easy to say. And I'd hate to see it happen, but it's sort of the reality." Um, you know, of of becoming an, an older player in the NHL. Um, you know, teams have to make tough decisions on guys who have been there forever. So, um, you know, I think if Lundquist does stay, he's going to do a great job. You know, he's not going to be, you know, vintage Hank the way he was back in the day. But, you know, he's going to be good enough, uh, you know, to keep this team, um, you know, towards a playoff race. You know, they'll be they should be in it come trade deadline time and, and, and beyond. So, you know, I have no no uh, worries with his sort of talent level. It's just a matter of what this team wants to do going forward.
1: Yeah, and with that said, KD, obviously you don't want to see anybody get hurt. You don't want to see any injuries. But the only way uh, Igor gets a shot to come up here is if Hank gets, you know, injured, obviously Georgia too. But Hank's obviously not going down. But let me ask you this. In a perfect scenario where, the, you know, both goaltenders stay healthy and and, and say the the Rangers don't go into a nosedive in terms of losses four or five in a row or something like that. Would you put yourself behind the bench here and, 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 you know, talking about some of the scenarios in terms of the end of the year and the trade deadline and all that stuff, do you you give um, Shesterkin a a shot just to kind of bring him up and and maybe give him a couple of NHL games and maybe send Georgie down a little bit? Uh, Or do you just not touch that at all and let the kid just kind of ride it out there until they either make that decision at the end of the year or, and, uh, you know, like I said, we don't wish on it, but in case an injury does happen.
2: Yeah, I, I think you got to bring him up, especially if Shish Jorkin keeps playing the way he is. He's almost forcing the Rangers' hand. You know, at what point are you wondering what is he even gaining by playing down in the AHL, you know, where he's putting up just these odd, ungodly numbers? So, you know, I think at some point, you know, they, they will need, unless he, unless he starts to falter down there, where you need to leave him down there to figure things out as well. Um, I think you need at least give him a taste, you know, a couple of games that, you know, I don't need to keep him up here for a month, but you know, a couple of games, you know, at least make him a little bit happy. You don't want another sort of crafts off, you know, situation with him where he's just like, I can't get in the lineup. I might as well just go back to Russia. Um, you know, I don't know if he has anything in his contract as well, you know, where he's able to do that, but, um, you know, you, you do want to keep him happy as well. So I think getting him a couple of games would be nice. And then you get him back down to the AHL for the playoffs, which I think will will, will be helpful for him as well. You know, the, the Hartford uh, team looks like they, they'll be heading to the playoffs for the first time in a long time this year if they keep this up. Um, you know, still a long way to go. But, you know, to get him some playoff games uh, would be nice because, you, you, you know, I don't really see the Rangers making the playoffs this year unless they go on some, some St. Louis Blues type of run, you know in uh in it could spring, happen but, baby hey look anything can happen you're 100 percent correct i don't see it but anything can happen but you would you wouldn't mind seeing sis and get a get a bunch of playoff games too i think that'll only help him what? uh going forward so <laughs> well i'm in mean, in the ahl not in the, AHL. okay all right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah right. for the for the wolf pack so you know i would you know get him a couple of games where you can imagine you know,
1: that KD. imagine that world you know, Shostakovich was playing in the playoffs for us. I mean, what what
2: what would make that happen? <laughs> what scenario? Not would this that year. Be? <laughs> Not this year. Maybe next year. Maybe next year.
1: <laughs> oh man, good stuff, man. Yeah. So uh, that's you know, it's kind of a trip, man. He's, he's playing well down there, and uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Like I said, don't any injuries, uh, but you'd have to say if 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 because you know, Georgiev and and Longquist. They're just, they're two great athletes, man. Their conditioning is just incredible, especially Hank for his age right now. So, um, I think it'd be very surprising. Again, you never know. I mean, I, you know, a couple of NHL games here the last couple of games, goalies getting run. There's a lot of that crap going on. So, it could definitely happen here. So, uh, but it's nice to know we do have a pretty hot kid down there uh, to bring up. But I was just kind of curious uh, the take on, hey, look, if if, if these guys stay, you want to get this kid. A little bit of a look. I would like to get a look at them. Like I said, KD, I think we got to jump in the car, grab the kids, and we'll go to Hartford for a weekend and catch a Wolfpack game, man. It's been a
2: while. You been yeah, to Hartford I think lately? I, uh, I don't think I've ever been to Hartford. Oh, Not that beautiful. I can remember. It's lovely this time of year. <laughs> That's right. I think I'll watch it online. <laughs> Good stuff um
1: all right so real quick um a couple of things i want to talk uh talk about before we wrap things up and obviously we got to get to uh the katie uh rangers man crush of the week baby but uh looking ahead here uh real quick um any of these games uh i mean we talked about a little bit obviously the uh, the wild coming in here and stuff but uh a nice little opportunity here. A nice weekend set for for Ranger fans. For all of us who were who were uh, you know crying about the schedule in the beginning of the year. It's nice to to come off this win and and to go up uh, north here a little bit. Sometimes this trip has been bad news for us, especially going into Montreal uh, and, and Ottawa. Obviously, we lost last time we went up there. But uh, what's your what's your vibe now watching the game tonight? Uh, after the bounce back, just a little peek into the future, KD. Give us what your take is. Just going into these two games this weekend, and then we'll we'll move on towards wrapping the show
2: up. Yeah, I think it's going to be more of the same, up and down. You know, I, I you know, you assume they're going to beat Ottawa, but who knows? You know, it's, it's it's such a roller coaster ride with this team. You know, you feel good, you know, one second, and you know, then they're getting killed nine to three. The you know Tampa the next, so. Um you know uh, you would hope that you know they could beat the Ottawa team who's still a you know a real s- struggling team still trying to find themselves as well, and then yeah, you go into the sort of the the house of horrors um up there in montreal which is which has always been a, a tough place for the Rangers to play it hasn 't been as bad recently as it was you know when uh when a v was around in torts when they were having all those tough games up there hank couldn 't buy a win um but uh you know, I, I think you'll see a little bit of the same. You'll see, you know, inconsistencies. You you I wouldn't be surprised if they lost to Ottawa and then the next night came back and, and beat Montreal by, like, three goals. So, um, you know, it's just what we're going to see all year. And do uh, we ask Lemieux to take Zouk out? Uh, when it comes time. <laughs> what, what, What's your take on that? <laughs> no, we can't do that. If uh, that happened, I think Hank may, you know, skate out of the <laughs> crease and, and take out Lemieux, so... Buddy, um, if
1: they do a tribute video, I guess they're going to do a tribute video,
2: right? Oh, it's gonna, of course, That's yeah. going
1: to be a mess. Hank's going to be a puddle in the net, baby.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be. I think there's going to be a lot of a uh, lot of puddles in the stands that night. Bro.
1: <laughs> Too much. Good stuff. We wish Suke the best. Uh, except next week when he comes into town. All okay. right, buddy. Hey, look. Um, uh, go you know we're going to get back into this uh in December and going forward uh you know when we kind of go back and uh some flashbacks some old ranger stuff uh the old years bring up some of the uh our favorite players coaches we're going to do this stuff going forward but uh a guy that's in the news for us here uh the uh hockey hall of fame six guys got inducted and Sergey Sergei Zubov is going in baby 94 uh cup champ with us uh you know offensive uh Power play, power play guy for us back there with Leachie back in the day. Uh, also won a cup in that uh, crazy series with Dallas and Buffalo uh, a few years ago. So two rings. He also plays for Pittsburgh as well, too. But what do you think about Zuby, man, getting into the, uh, the Hockey
2: Hall of Fame, baby? It makes me angry, actually. What? Yes, it makes me angry because that is like one of the worst trades in Rangers history that we yeah. traded him away. He should be going into the Hall of Fame as a Ranger. And he should have been with us longer, and uh that's an awful trade and it just makes me angry can you can you uh refresh
1: my mind what was what was the deal? I can't remember the trade right now off the top of my head
2: it was uh zubov with uh and Nedved, zuboff and Nedved for uh it was a Robitaille and Ulf Sanderson. <laughs> yeah great trade awesome oh man you know what i you know what i remember about Ulf Sanderson when i had my um I'm trying to remember if it was when I had my season tickets or not. No, I think it was before. I'm sorry. It was before I had my season tickets. I remember in the playoffs them playing the Penguins and a shot going off Ulf Samuelson's face and going in the goal. And the Rangers lost that series to the Penguins. That's what I remember about Ulf Samuelson's time with the Rangers. Yeah, he wasn't. Uh, yeah. I, no, I, was, I mean, he wasn't terrible. He, he was Look, he was a solid, hard-nosed defenseman. Oh, uh, he was Don't evil, get man. me wrong. He but when a you, lot- but when you're comparing him to Zuboff, terrible.
1: Yeah, I mean, Zuby was just part of that, you know, that Russian trio there, Nemchinov and, and Kovalev. Uh, Love the guy, just in and out. Uh, he, he, you know, those, um, you know, in the series in the finals there, you know, they coasted through the Islanders, you know, took care of the Caps. The Devil series was really tough. But I'll never forget those comeback wins by Vancouver, and when the Rangers were out there, uh, you know, out, out in Vancouver for those, uh, you know, a couple of games there before coming back mm-hmm. to game seven, man, you know, Quinn and um, I can't. Uh, oh, my God. I can't remember his name right now. It's going to hit me a little bit. But uh, one of the tough guys there on Vancouver uh, really pounded Leachy and Zubov. They, they just beat the crap out of them. And they, they turned that series around by getting physical. That was probably the only downside uh, to Zuby's play. But full marks to him, man. He was just one of these guys who would take a licking and keep on ticking. And uh, he was just a great, uh, great ranger. I agree with you, man. And uh, Alfie was evil, man, when Samuels came. He's, that guy's ruined a lot of guys' careers. But, uh,
2: yeah. yeah, And man. You, know, you know that in, actually in that 94 season that Zuboff actually led the team in points that year? He was awesome. That's insane. Yeah, I know. 77 assists. Woo! He had eight, 89 points that year. Yeah, Crazy.
1: Crazy, especially back in those days, man, with the tuck and the grab and Yeah. You know, everybody was getting away with murder back then. Good stuff. Well, uh, best to Zuby. Congratulations to him and uh the rest of the honorees there as well. Uh all good stuff. All right, buddy. A nice little uh post game recap show for us this evening. Good stuff before we uh we head into next week. Just let everybody know next week with the holiday. We're we're not gonna be uh live next Wednesday. We're gonna we're gonna pre tape a show, we'll pop it up and Cause we got to get ready to eat turkey and all that other stuff. And Kevin, I'm making the uh, the mashed potatoes this year, and it uh, it takes a long time. So <laughs> I'm going to need Wednesday night to prepare. <laughs> but we'll do that. Um, but let's do the um, let's do the Kevin Delury Katie's Rangers Man Crush of the Week, baby. What do you got?
2: You know, I was before you brought up the Zuboff thing. I was going to make it Zuboff. but
0: oh.
2: the guy. No, but I did have an, another one actually. The and, and obviously, you watch the game tonight. The, the the returning soldier who came and he had they set it up where the kid was doing the trivia contest and they had the dad come down in his uniform and surprise the kid. That guy is my man crush of the week. I I can't watch those things without like seriously crying. Like I think every time they do those surprise like soldiers home uh, from from the war, surprising their wife or their kids. Or whatever it is, I, I'm like a mess. It's just like someone's cutting onions in the room every time that happens. So, you know, a great thing that the Rangers did. You know, awesome to get him home around the holiday time here with, with Thanksgiving next week. The kid was crying, the dad was crying, I was crying. It was it was it was a scene. So uh, you know, that having being able to have that guy home who's who's doing um, you know, fighting for our freedoms here was was awesome to see and Good for him and, and good for the Rangers for setting that up and so um, that soldier returning home is is uh, my man crush of the week.
1: Bravo, buddy, man! I, I agree with you, man. It's uh, if it isn't for our men and women, in the Armed Services, we're not able to hang out here and have fun doing this stuff. No doubt about it. So they're they're honorary, KD Man Crush and Man Women of the Week every week here on Go Rangers Radio. Great stuff by the Rangers organization and uh, to all the families too who sacrifice so much. Uh, yeah, it's magic stuff, man. I uh. I see those all the time, man. And it just it makes you appreciate, KD, how good you got it. You know what I'm saying?
2: Oh, 100%. 100%. Those guys lay their lives on the line. Guys and gals. They they lay their lives on the line every day for us. And, and you have to fully appreciate that. And, and uh, you know, it, amazing stuff that they're that, that doing that for us. And, and you do forget it sometimes that, that those guys are over there, you know, putting their lives on the line for us, like you said, so we could do the stupid podcast. Um, so... <laughs> Um, you know, kudos to them. You know, pray for them every night. And uh, yeah, good stuff. Well, I appreciate
1: you, KD. And I appreciate you laying it on the line every week with me for all us Ranger fans out here. All good stuff. All right, buddy. Uh, we got a couple surprises maybe next week, too. We might do a little uh, pregame and postgame teasers for everybody. We'll see if we can fit that in the schedule. We got some uh, lots of fun stuff we want to start adding to the show here once we get uh, after the holiday and going forward. All right, KD. Say goodnight, everybody.
2: Good night, everybody. All right.
1: <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in. Go Rangers Radio. Again, we'll have a tape show for everybody next week. Let's go, Rangers. Beat the Sens. Beat the Habs. We'll welcome back uh, Zook there next week as well. too. Thank you so much for tuning in at Go Rangers Radio. GoRangersRadio.com. Good night, everybody. Take care. Let's go, Rangers. Stanley Cup, boss.